0: These are the daily lectionary comments for uh, the Thursday of uh, Easter 6. We're going to look at Numbers chapter 11 and Luke chapter 17. Also, I point out, this is Ascension Day. Ascension Day is the 40th day after Jesus rose from the dead. It's the day when Jesus completed his exaltation to the right hand of God, where he will rule uh, until all God's enemies have been made a footstool for his feet, and then the end will come. Numbers 11, the people complain again. In fact, this whole chapter is about complaints. It's got uh, the people's complaint. It's got Moses's complaints. These complaints are of a very different character, and we're going to see that God's reaction to these complaints is of a very different character. First, we'll look at the people's a basic complaint. And their basic complaint is they're sick of what God is providing for them. They're sick of the manna that they have been eating day after day. And they're longingly and wistfully thinking back to their days in Egypt and imagining all that they used to have. And frankly saying that it would have been better had they just stayed in Egypt. In one sense, This is so typical of human beings, all human beings. We're constantly wanting something we don't have. We think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. This is very ordinary human behavior. But in this context, it's also shocking. It's shocking because God has, with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, lovingly taken these people, made them into a nation, released them from bondage in Egypt. Things weren't so good in Egypt. And has been lovingly and personally providing for these people in the desert all this time. And and their response is one of utter ingratitude. Frankly, they just would prefer the things of this world to the plain stuff that God is giving us. It's like Esau preferring lentil soup to his birthright. And this is hugely insulting to the Lord. It's also very, very common. It is, uh, it is a constant problem among Christians, for example, that people simply often prefer the things of this world, the riches, the comforts, the excitements, and all of that of this world to what they consider to be the boring and the plain things that God gives them, and they vote with their feet. They, they give of themselves to obtain the stuff of this world, the lentil soups, uh, that they find so enticing, they would prefer to stay in Egypt. They would prefer to have fish and cucumber uh, in Egypt than a more plain and modest life of discipline and sacrifice that, that they would have with the Lord, and that's what they do. So this uh, this little passage here is about much more than just people's uh, propensity to complain. It really has to do with the people's attitude toward the gifts of God, which is very, very much what we deal with still today. And the Lord's response is very fascinating. Essentially, it's this, you want meat? I'll give you meat. I'll give you meat until it's coming out of your noses, I'll give you that much meat. Not only that, but I'm gonna make it repulsive to you. Now, rather than thinking that God is being petulant here, understand that he's actually doing the people a very great favor. He's giving them what they ask for. And then he's teaching them to hate it. And blessed is the person who would turn their back upon uh, on God. In and, and God's things, the ordinary stuff of the word of God and the sacraments and the life of God's people in pursuit of the riches and the comforts and, and the entertainments of this world, and God lets them go. Far, far better that God should turn all of our hearts to be repulsed by our choices, when well, we make that kind of a choice. And that's what this passage is talking about. Also, we have some complaints of Moses. Now, Moses complains to the Lord. He said, I can't do this. I, it's just one of me. I can't do this. But this complaint is a very different character. It's not that, that Moses doesn't want to do it. It's not that Moses prefers something else. It's that Moses sincerely is not sure he can accomplish what the Lord is wanting him to accomplish. And so the Lord's response is quite different. He provides help. Bring to me 70 of the elders of Israel, and I'll divide up the spirit that I've placed on you among them also, so that you will have the help that you need. This gives us a, a an interesting little insight in that the leading of God's people is not just a matter of personal skill and ability. As though Moses is doing this because he's just a very wise and capable person, and now we pick 70 more who are also wise. It's the spirit of the Lord that was on Moses and the spirit of the Lord, was we divided among the elders, which uh, is making uh, the difference here. Moses, second complaint is that he he just can't imagine how he's going to be able to feed all these people, or maybe I should put it this way, how all these people are going to be fed with meat for an entire month out here uh, in the wilderness. And God's response really is just to remind Moses who he's talking to. Do you re- do you think that my hand is shortened? I can't accomplish something like this. Of course I can. Luke chapter 17 begins with uh Jesus warning about uh about sin and causing people to sin. But the word sin there isn't actually sin. It's stumble, and that's really what Jesus is getting at. He's warning about putting stumbling blocks in front of little ones, impeding their progress toward him. The little ones might be actual children. The little ones could also be, and probably is also, um, adults who are coming into the faith. Don't do anything by your life and your conduct to impede people coming to Jesus. That's what he's saying. And then he starts talking about if your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. All right, this is the opposite. The first one is don't impede somebody trying to come to me The second is an example of restoring somebody who's actually falling away from Christ. So he's talking about uh, really two sides of the same thing, keeping people uh, in the kingdom. Of course, the apostles are astounded by this, increase our faith. What you're asking us to do is not easy at all. And Jesus says, look, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this tree, be uprooted. Number one is, this is a different use of the word faith than we, we usually think of. We think of faith as, as believing in Jesus and being saved, but that's not what it's talking about here. Here, it's talking about confidence that God can do what he needs to do, and, and therefore you know, bravely going forward. Implied in this uh, word of the Lord here is, if what the Lord directs requires that even a tree be uprooted and thrown into the sea, just believe that God can do it, and You'll see he can remember Moses saying, how am I going to feed these people for a month? And God says to him, is my hand shortened that I can't do something like that? And then Jesus tells a a little parable about doing one's duty and uh, this, um, this word of the Lord concerning us. And he says, so you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what is our duty. What he's saying here is that being a Christian is about more than simply obeying the rules. If you obey all the rules and do everything God commands you to do, fine and good. You've simply done what you were supposed to do. But being a Christian in the kingdom, being a servant in the kingdom, requires more than just that. That is, it calls for more than just that. And the next, uh, the next little story, the 10 lepers, is an excellent example of this. There were 10 lepers and they were keeping the rules. They were keeping away from people because they had leprosy and were commanded by the law of Moses to do that. When Jesus directed them to go and show themselves to the priests to demonstrate that they had been cleaned, they did that too. They followed the rules. They did everything Moses and Jesus directed them to do. Except one, he did that and more. He came back and did what Jesus did not command him to do. And that is to fall at Jesus' feet and give him thanks. And so Jesus is showing that they are the others are unworthy and that they have only done what they were directed to do but in the kingdom we are called to do more than that